you're, you say yourself or your sins, you're the chairman of the club, but somebody has to do the job. You're doing a great job, and you couldn't be chairman on a better year. I know there's no All Ireland one, but there's a Leinster title one, there's a county title one, under 21s are in the county final. So, Thomas Town, things are going well. Things are going well out there, yeah, but I mean, that, that's off the back of 10, 12, 13, 14 years of, of serious hard work at underage level, um, bringing guys forward. You see the, the fruits of it out there today. Um, so, look, at the, 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 there's a fabri- fabulous vibe um, about the club at the minute, and rightly so, given, given the success this year but I mean still down to a lot of hard work and uh, we're not there yet but we're, we're heading in the right direction You're a proud man you're hanging on to the Leinster Intermediate Trophy there it's a great day for the club to win it and a great performance again and another big score Another big score again yeah look uh, this year the guys are, seem to be hurling on a different level uh, they're, they're, when you watch them their interplay between one another seems to be just a little bit above everybody else they're looking for each other they're pinging ball to hand they play a lovely style of hurling um, and that's down a lot to, to a lot of the younger guys that have you know, brought that come forward Peter Mack uh, Luke Cannell and Peter Cannell and all those guys like they're, they're really a serious bunch of, bunch of players what, did you, what pleased you most today? I suppose maybe the second half performance there we, we were kind of the last couple of games we were flat and dead maybe you know we've had our matches won at half time you could say that again today but we had to come out and play against a serious uh, strong win there and I thought we, we hurled the ball very well some of our play bringing the ball up the field and scoring the points that we scored in the second half there was superb hurling like, and that's what pleased me most Yeah, I was talking to the lads there and we said it to them all the accuracy was excellent wasn't it? Superb I mean yeah I don't know did, we, did Robbie hit one wide I must get on to him I think he hit one free wide in the, in the second half or in the first half just, just before half time but it was our accuracy as well yeah uh, but look at it's just the confidence that they play with and the ability that they have uh, they're just a joy to watch that's yeah, great I tell the lads and I mean days like this are important especially for the elderly people in the parish and they'll all be very happy in Thomas Town tonight so as chairman a word for all those people who would have been tuned in today because not easy to go to highways and byways from Thomas Town Tockerham and especially for older people or people that are sick and listening at home yeah I know look at uh, our support has been absolutely fabulous and I mean I know I've spoken to a lot of the older people yesterday where actually have a, a big day in the sand pool tomorrow for, for all, all our elderly members and, and in the community um, but I mean also for me especially the, the people that are out foreign, I have a daughter out in Vancouver there's girls out in Australia, there's girls in Dubai um, there's a lot of t- young people from Thomastown that, that are travelling the world which is great for them but they all tune in regardless I know Sarah was up at half five this morning to tune in to watch so um, Where did you say she was? She's out in Vancouver okay. um, loving it and there must be 30 from Thomastown out there and they're all they're all watching and cheering on today I know I got a text for her just after the final whistle but like you said the support even you seeing the stand here today it was fabulous support the travelling support but I mean we're all also mindful of the people that, that can't travel but that who, who are cheering us on either in Thomastown or around the world OK, Gerald, well, I won't delay your buses heading now, but uh, highways and byways, Donegal next week, Leinster Trophies on the way to Thomastown, more work to do. More work to do, looking forward to look at why all we can try and do is keep injury free and keep the guys fresh as we can. Uh, it's not a simple task, we're hurling under 21, like you said, it's, it's week in, week out. Uh, some of the boys, I know the, the physical, the mental demands of them is huge, but I mean, we're facing it and we're being successful at it, so more days like this to come and I heard Ken's Christmas trees are now half price to Thomastown one today I think he'd be giving them away for nothing on Monday <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much sir <laughs>
No, Jay Burke was with me full-back. Jay, you had your hands full today. Christy Moore hosted being noted hurler, but uh, you did very well on him and a great defensive display by Thomastown. Yeah, uh, luckily enough there in the first half, our, our forwards work right was through the roof and I didn't have much to do. And Same in the second half, then I have a, a great half-back line in front of me that sat back and did a lot of covering for me, so they kind of made my job easier. But no, credit to him, he's a good hurler and I did have my hands full, yeah. Tough day for a game of hurling, but you weathered the storm and again a convincing win for Thomastown. Yeah, convincing win. We have some brilliant forwards there, actually a brilliant team all over and uh, I, I think it's a credit to our work rep because how we used the ball even in the second half our scoring didn't slow down and that's a credit to the lads really Short game out of the back you did the sensible thing and you had yeah. to do it <laughs> Yeah, uh, I suppose when the wind is that strong uh, you need to be working the ball out there's no point in uh, just lamping it down the field and uh, we have ball players out there that can do that so we're lucky you had a good bench as well because when the lads decided to empty the bench when Noel and the selectors emptied the bench the subs all did well and you may talk nicely because one of them is standing beside you yeah this lad, <laughs> this lad here beside me came on there he was unlucky not to get one two he scored uh, two great points there and the goalie made a savage save for the other one I think in ten minutes he would have been top scorer in the game so well, the man he speaks of is Dylan Wall. Dylan that was some save from the keeper but you had pitched him a two great scores before that uh, you're, you're a happy man because when you're on the subs you like to get a run and that subs bench is as strong as subs bench as I've seen for the intermediate team in quite a while so well done yeah I'm delighted yeah. Um, I suppose a sign of a good team is a good bench and uh, to come on and get two points is nice to contribute to the team and I'm fairly happy about that I t- it was probably one of the best saves I've ever seen in Ireland it was uh, excellent he, in fairness, it was some save I have to hand it to him um, I, I thought it was in the goal before I hit it, to be honest but it was some save and, uh, the late Brendan Fenley said to me one time I said that was a great shot he said it was a good shot he would have scored but in fairness it was a great shot oh, it was I connected alright with it and I was like oh, surely in the back of the net but no it was some save I have to give it to him well, your consolation was you got two great scores as well Dylan and, yeah, and yeah. you come on to a team that was leading by a convincing margin at the time I mean at half time 2.13 to two points but the bench as I've said to uh, Jay the bench did really work well yeah the bench does work well yeah um, as Jay said there look, the guys kind of had the hard work done before I kind of came on so at least I can kind of move around freely and try to get on a bit of, bit of ball and I was kind of happy to kind of get to two points at the end it's nice to contribute great year so far I mean the club is going very very well to win Kilkenny now to win Leinster and two steps from all Ireland but you take one step at a time and Donegal is a long old journey but uh, Thomas Town you're kind of favourites heading into this competition but at the same time there's a bit of work to be done yeah in fairness no, it's fairly good at keeping our feet on the ground we're not going to get ahead of ourselves we'll be back down training now Tuesday night and we'll go at it again did he say anything about you missing that shot now I'm sure we'll get a bit of stick <laughs> once I go into the dressing room <laughs> well, listen, well done and, and I'll see you next weekend but well done on that Dylan and congratulations on your two scores thanks very much Jay well done uh, I did mention the defence uh, Dylan has just mentioned all the forwards you mentioned them Luke, John, Robbie got man of the match there Tucker started off at an early goal but uh, defensively you were excellent but I think as a unit you'd have to be very happy yeah oh she's thrilled uh, from uh, 1 to 15 there and the lads that came on as well brilliant uh, I think in the first half there we came off the field I think they'd only scored two or three points so it, it's uh, also a credit to our backs it's a great unit it's a great unit overall backs and forwards midfield and we work well together and the year's going great and it shows so all our work that's going oh, yeah. into it <laughs> a great day for the people of Thomas Town and surrounding areas they'll all be very happy because we're heading into the festive season and you know there's good times and bad times in GA and good times and bad times in life but it'll give all the people a great lift yeah absolutely and I think we've had a, a couple of hard years there uh, going down at the last post but um no, this year is definitely give people a lift and there's a great buzz around the town and I'm just thrilled to be involved with it. Okay, well, Ken has a Christmas tree ready for you this evening when you go back as well. You're <laughs> there today. Congratulations, Jim, well done. Thank you very much.
Jack Holden, well done. Congratulations. The Leinster Intermediate Club medal. Nothing to be sniffed at. Great, another great performance by Thomas Town. Oh, exactly. Yeah, great performance, sure. Not every day you get to get to a Leinster final, sure. And the game are all there today, and sure. Eventually we came out on top in the end. You got on the score sheet? Yeah, I got a point, sure. It's hard in these conditions, especially against the wind. You're not getting much ball coming into the full forward lane, but the lads outside done that absolutely unbelievable. And all the rest of all the scores, so. How difficult was it? I know for us watching it and commentating, the wind seemed horrific. Was it cold out there? What was it really like, Jack? Yeah, sure. In these conditions, sir, you're kind of used to winter hurling, sure. You're going to get these conditions. It could be windy, it could be rain, I'm sure. You're going to get these conditions these days. We're getting a bit of stick off the lads here. It is a Leinster title. A bit of celebration, I suppose, now, Jack. And look forward to a, an intermediate or an intermediate Ireland final, but not a whole lot of time to celebrate, really. No, exactly, no. Sure, out the final week, so not much celebrating now. There'll be no celebrating, so. Oh, exactly, no. I'm sure we'll be down in Grand again on Tuesday, preparing for an Ireland semi final. Something to look forward to. Okay, well, listen, well done today. Thanks very much. Thomastown manager listen congratulations you'd have to be happy in the manner of which your team is performing got off to a great start today and at half time you had a good convincing scoreline on the board and you worked really well as a unit yeah, delighted with the performance. Um, felt that we controlled the game very well from the start. Came in very focused. Uh, played, played. Uh, you know, there's a gale force wind out there today, uh, but we didn't squander the wind. I thought we played it very well. Um, you know, I thought, you know, uh, we controlled it, worked the ball out well, set up some good scoring opportunities for the forwards. And to be fair to the lads, they took the opportunities. You know, were you surprised? Uh, they, Bremets won the toss. Were you surprised they decided to go against the? Wind at opening half because for me, you said it was a strong wind. I reckon it was a hurricane, and, and I think it's a, officially known as Storm Ellen. It was difficult, but they decided to go against the wind, which to me was a major surprise to Michael Walsh. A major surprise. Well, you surprised as manager of Thomastown. Uh, to be honest, I was. Yeah, I thought you know from hearing some sound bites and stuff from the manager and so on during the week that uh, you know that they were going to try and make it a very a kind of a defensive battle and try and be close to Thomastown in the home straight. So yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm not sure what the decision there was, uh, but for us, look, it kind of played into our hands and we're. We were prepared to go either way. We did or against it. We didn't mind. But, uh, I suppose when we had it, the important thing was to use it, not to squander chances, and that's what we did. So, and in fairness to them, they did get a good few chances in the second half, but they, they were wasted. The word Michael used on commentary was, "You were very efficient today." I mean, Robbie pitching him at 13. The accuracy of Thomas Town in those conditions was incredible, and and that in itself, you're a good team, but that even makes you a better team. Yeah, like Robbie had a super game today, and it's you know, um, but he'll be one of the first to say that it's not about an individual performance, you know, or like it's different days with different lads stepping up. It's, it's about demanding a better position. Um, yeah, but like any score you got today, especially against the wind, they were they were very well earned scores, and uh, he got a good few again to win too, which was super stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, Graham has probably squandered a few. Wasn't their day? I'm sure they won't be happy with some of the performances there, but um, you know, it's out there. It's tough day for Ireland, tough conditions, and the backs. To be fair, putting them under pressure, very disciplined, you know, making them making them take the shots under pressure. So. Yeah, happy, happy with the performance. You pick up a few knocks, Noel. I know you have a tremendous panel, but now you're outside the Leinster. You're going into the All Ireland series, which is serious enough. I know you'll be favourites, but uh, as you say, you got to keep your feet on the ground. The lads have 
previously said to me today that you keep their feet on the ground. You know, you did pick up a few knocks today, though, so you probably don't know what way lads are at the moment, but you need everybody. Yeah, I, I, and I don't. I don't know how serious you are. Uh, hopefully not too serious, because we're, you know, there's a very short turnaround here. It's only a week, and we're into a semi-final, so we had a few knocks coming into the game, which, as you'll know yourselves, and uh, you know, playing the game of hurling, you'll never be fully fit, uh, rarely. Uh, but we were. We came in in a good, good place when we got ahead. Then we used that opportunity to to, to bring off and maybe rest a few lads with an eye on uh, further down the line, and to give the guys a chance off the bench as well. And we needed a bit of an impact, kind of just to reinvigorate the thing. And we got that. We got we got a good impact off the bench today, which we're very happy with. Got a few nice scores as well. Yeah, they did. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Dylan Waugh came in, chipped in with a couple of points. Um, yeah, just kept the scoreboard ticking, kept turning the screw, as we say. Um, and that's what it's about, you know. I had him interviewed here a few minutes ago. I just said the goalkeeper brought off probably the best save in the history of hurling. He, he might have buried it, but it was a great save in the brain, man. It was super safe, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. fair play to him. He did well. It was a good save to pull off. Um, yeah, uh, Dylan done well to get into position to take the shot. And yeah, fair play to the goalkeeper. Yeah, great save. Uh, you're a happy man, Noel. Delighted. Look, it's a Leinster champion uh, championship there, and now we've an All Ireland series to look forward to. You know, they're on a quest of a wave. They're in Thomastown. They're looking forward to another 21 county final against Dixborough. Um, you know, they're after winning a Bourne Cup League final, first championship in 40 years. Uh, you know, to go from intermediate to senior level, and now the Leinster title. So, um, and it's just rewards for these players because, for me, the the effort, the attitude, is super. There's serious characters in that dressing room, and they're the ones that are driving. It on. They're an easy bunch to manage. And it was hard for them over the last few years as well because they were yet so near and yet so far over the last number of years. But here, all this is making up for it at the moment. But you'd like to go two steps further now. But I know you long enough to know that you've said it. The feet will be underground. Donegal next week, get a bit of Christmas shopping up there, I suppose. Well, but a long old spin for a match as well, Noel. Yeah, it's a long spin. And uh, yeah, look at the, these guys, their feet are on the ground. And, and they're already talking about getting prepared, you know, uh, for next for next week. It's a very short turnaround, as I said. But um, it's a great place to be. It's a great position to be, you know, uh, middle of December and you're playing all Ireland semi-finals. Sure, yeah. If you're into the game, sure, no better place to be, you know. Well, you're beaming and we are well entitled. Listen, well done today. Well done on all your great performance so far, and well done to be Leinster champions. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Brilliant. Thanks for the support. Thanks, Amy. Robbie, Robbie Donnelly, Detail Menswear Man of the Match. Congratulations for that. Shopping at Visa now, Robbie. 200 yeah, euro voucher from Detail, so well done. Uh, yeah, thanks very much. Uh, good win, I suppose. Um, conditions were tough, but uh, we battled hard in the first half, especially. And yeah, we were happy from there. Okay, from dead ball situations and open play, you had a good day yourself. And I know you're one of the players who doesn't talk about individual performances, but you know you finished with 13, I think. Yeah, ah, sure. That's the forward's job, is there. you're there to score, so. We hoping every day go out that when you're taking shots they're going over the bar so thankfully today they did but in difficult conditions because you said it to Noel and to, to lads of Tony Dillon and the lads how difficult it was uh, very very windy but the accuracy of Thomastown today excellent you know everybody scored lovely scores on what was a very difficult day for hurling yeah I sure I suppose uh, we're kind of used to the wind down in Grenham sometimes it's a fairly <laughs> open, a fortnight ago I know all about it yeah. it's a fairly open place but uh, yeah sure we, we have the hurlers that are able to take scores so uh, just every day you go out there's always different scores on the team so it's, it's not about individuals or anything like that so 
What did you take from that game today, Rob? Apart from the win, I mean, you're on to an All Ireland series, and now in an All Ireland semi final, it has been a great year so far, so it can even get better. Yeah, well, we're out next weekend, so you have to just get back down and train now, probably Tuesday night. Look forward to it, I suppose. It's a great opportunity for the club, like, and we were looking forward to every match that we're playing, so we're taking it each match at a time, so we'll knock down for next weekend and see. Well, yeah, and all you lads and all you lads and the forwards all come in for great credit all the time with scores and that, but uh, defensively and collectively, Thomas Tone were excellent today to a man so you'd have to credit the defence as well they really they played a lovely short game at the back worked the ball well through the middle down to yourselves got into shooting positions yeah the backs are brilliant this year they're they're, uh, they're flying it they're, they're, they're very good defensively and they're very good on the ball they're well able to work it out all six of them and even Dermot on goal he's well able and the subs coming in as well like Peter got hurt in the, in the warm up and David Pender came in not a bother to him slotted in Pender's well experienced like and very good on the ball so yeah Dylan pitched him with two nice points they all pitched him with a few nice scores Jack picked off one in the game John picked off a few Brian O'Hanron got the score there earlier on and uh, I think Jack Cullen got a job a point as well you just mentioned that yeah the, yeah, the subs coming in yeah. they always try in fairness they always make an impact and I suppose that's what's pushing us in uh, the starting team you have them trained. they're training fierce hard they're, they're going as well as anyone in training it's just it's unlucky I suppose that it's hard to change things up I suppose in these kind of matches but uh, yeah the subs are massive every game because you're a good boost seeing them coming on fresh legs so we get all kinds of texts on KCLR 96 of them and teams are playing and people from outside of Thomas there's a lot of Donnellys on this team though you have Eddie there you have John you got yourself you got Stephen so give us the connections here brothers, cousins the whole shebang so sum it up there now from a family point of view this will put all the texts to bed now to see who's related to they all want to know who John's brother is we don't know who Robbie's brother is or cousins are so fill us in um John and Eddie are two brothers. Um, then I'm, uh, I have a brother, Michael, and Stephen is on his own as well. So, uh, yeah. So that's the family tree. Family tree. There's three families of us there. Okay. And who are you going to spend your 200 euro detail voucher on yourself or, or all your friends, your family? You're going to buy them a present. Yeah, I'll spend it on myself. <laughs> yourself, Robbie. Well, well, listen, the bus is heading off. I want to lay you. Congratulations on your performance on winning the detail men's were a man of the match. Colin and see Carol there, and congratulations on that. And well done, Thomas Town. To be happy tonight, but as you say, short turnaround. Same again next week. Yeah. Cheers, Brendan. Thomas or Tucker, I don't know what to call you, but listen, you got a great goal today. Um, great performance. You have to be delighted with that Leinster final medal. Oh, over the moon now. <laughs> delighted for the lads there. They're down training every day and putting an effort in. Thank God we got over the line today. Yeah. A few nice scores today. I just said it to the management and to the previous to the interviewees that the accuracy was excellent from Thomas Town today. Yeah, brilliant. The lads are working on their shooting every day and training and just proved there today about the, the work rate they're putting in and the shooting, the accuracy. And it was a windy day. Like, it was a tough day for and Robbie Donnelly was one over three. Like there was no tomorrow there, it was brilliant. Just bring us back to that goal you got there earlier on because it was a class goal and you really pulled on it first time. Just give us a, a, re, a, a replay of what you did there. I should have high ball in, I knew John was going to catch it anyway, so it was easy for me. I just had to run and he put in the play for me and just took the shot. Thank God I went in the back of the net. It's great lift for the club, took her to go well. Yeah, flying it now. The under 21s are in the arena final again, and that's given us a win the momentum on and it's helping a lot for the intermediates. Hopefully, now we get over to another game before Christmas and get back to Crow Park. Okay. Well, listen, the best of luck on Donegal next week. Safe travels, and we'll see you there. And best of luck to Thomas Stone, and well done today. Thanks a million. John Brennan, I know you a long time, and I know you're a pro Thomas Stone hurling man. Leinster Intermediate Champions. Uh, great, another tremendous performance, John. Great performance again, yeah. Difficult conditions. I thought we played it well. Maybe a casual last 10 minutes, but sure, we were a good bit ahead, so it didn't really matter, but. Big days ahead still. 
Accuracy was tremendous in the difficult conditions. I mean, Robbie pitched in there some tremendous points in play. John uh, Don Lee, Brian O'Hanron pitched him on uh, holding up Jack up front and Tucker with the goal at the point earlier on. But there was great accuracy from Thomas Down. There was, and I suppose we had the wind starting off, and sometimes that creates its own pressure because you have to perform the first half then when you have the wind. And we took our pints, we kept taking the pints, and eventually the goal came, and that was a huge moment in the game, I suppose. And uh, I suppose Robbie, what can I say about his accuracy? It was, un- it was unbelievable. Yeah. All, all doing well, John. Worked hard, and in fairness yeah. to Brady, traveling at you in the second half, but there was a bit of a gulf, we have to be honest about that. But in fairness, you know, you can only play what's there, and in fairness, it was it was a fair old rattle in the end. Uh, it is what it is, Brendan. You don't know when to come up here, what you're up against, and whatever it was, it was, and we just carry on from here. Great day for the club. Great day. Great times for the club. You're in an under 21 final as well. Under 21 final. Hopefully, we're playing now next Saturday, so that under 21 final, I presume, will be off. So, God knows when that will be played, but we have to look forward to the next semi final first. Can you confirm, is it done goal for the semi final for this intermediate team? As far as I know, it is, but no, I don't know where. Okay, so it is done goal. Thanks, okay, Brendan. Job. Well, listen, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the win, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Brendan. Thank you. Yourself. Thanks, John. Mark, listen, a gallant effort from Bremets, but you knew playing a Thomastown Kilkenny team wasn't going to be easy and you didn't get off to the best of starts. Ah, yeah, look, Thomastown, a serious team, probably the best team we've ever played really now, and we've played some very good teams. Lost to Monlee in there last year, who went on to win the All Ireland. So, look, Thomastown, great team, uh, very physical. Conditions were the same for both teams, very windy day. Um, they just kind of, just that bit quicker and just ball sucked their hand, and look, that's what Winter Hurling's all about, really. So, To your credit, you never gave up. You threw everything at them in the second half. You had a few wides, which would have made the scoreboard look a little bit better. But uh, to be fair to Bray, you never gave up on that because there was a bit of a gulf. But in fairness, it was a gallant effort by your team. And as captain, I'd say you're proud of that. Ah, yeah, look, we have a serious team there. And there's lads there that didn't even get on who are trying top class. And that's why we're such a strong panel, really. Um, look, we sat down at half time. Obviously, there's a big score to deficit to go back. But look, we never give up. We know ourselves. We wanted to come into the change room, look each other in the eye and say, we left Everton on the pitch. And I think, look, as a group, we did that. No one gave up. And that's what we're all about. Okay, well, listen, commiserations, but well done on all the great work Bremets and the Wicklow people do for hurling. So, congratulations and commiserations on the defeat. Thanks, Mel. CK United, an exciting journey continuing this season. I'm delighted to be joined by Director of Football Shane Dunphy in studio. Shane, you're fresh off a, is it a coaching. What was yeah. happening today? Coaching workshop, yeah. No, so, we had the, all the new coaches in for the year starting off for their CPD and their education so we do coaches CPD with all the coaches so we had 40 something people who were now coaching wow. with the club so yeah we and we're out for a Christmas party tonight that's why oh. we're here in Kilkenny oh very nice I won't keep you too long so um, great news that came out there a few weeks ago found a home yeah so we found a, our academy home so we're hoping to uh, turn Castlemore into a high performance uh, training centre yeah and then we're we're um, yeah, big announcement tonight we're, we're hopefully to moving into the watershed for uh, games uh, in Saturday and Sundays with the 19s and hopefully using the venue for first team football until we all get Buckley Park open yeah the Buckley Park I, let me tell you it's been a it's been a tough old slog alright but you know definitely uh, you cutting the grass yeah <laughs> with strimmers <laughs> uh, you're talking about the coaches and stuff you have some uh, new head coaches coming up uh, for uh, yeah. various different teams some exciting announcements I see one gentleman Paul Roberts looks exactly like Jurgen Klopp <laughs> yeah in, that got in, a big reaction already this week yeah, <laughs> yeah no so we've looked yeah, the, the big thing for me and the, obviously 
as director of football when the lads when Peter and Fran gave me the job was to try and make the, the football science sustainable so that we could get a first team so because we want academy products coming all the way through so yeah last year was a good year on the pitch this start the business we've done in the last couple of weeks in relation to coaching is fantastic yeah so Craig Hurley has gone in as the director of football and women uh, he's appointed Paul Roberts as the head of 17s so really good um, and then we've put in Owen Johnson as a, a local guy as the head of a youth development under 14 13, 14, 15 and uh, another local guy from Greg Lamana as Matt Dunn has gone in as uh, head of goalkeeping so makes my job a lot lighter <laughs> and easier but you yeah, know we need that look if we're going to have the best performing academy in the world, in the country we're going to have to get lots of good coaches and lots of good people in and look the facilities with you know the use of the warsheds collection Vale you know all these places and, and St Pat's and Carlo and yeah and Thomastown now doing up fantastic facilities out there they're so, all getting FAA club marks and yeah, everything out there like, yeah, so look that's we all have to work together um, even though we're a vastly different product and grassroots um, but yeah we all have to work together because we're all looking out of the same player pool and same talents pool um, yeah so look I haven't been I'm not a Kilkenny man I'm a wife mm. man I'm, I'm imported even though I have good relations up here my wife is from here but brother's a guard here for the last loads of years but um, so I'm family out in John Wells John's Well and has a pub out there But so it makes it easier coming up but I need to know the, the lay of the land and the politics that go around uh, the football around the Carlow Kilkenny region so that has been a huge part of what I've been trying to do the last 12, 18 months to get to know everyone haven't got remotely close it's is it, it's there's mad. a lot it's, 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 it's just the amount of people every time I open my mouth about football and Kilkenny like, when's Buckley Park going to be open when are we going to have League of Ireland look it's, it's down to all of us with the, us the league the Kilkenny District League the politicians everyone like we've I've met the sports minister about the sports minister wants to get it opened he's willing to give us money we just all need to get together and like we we need the cup finals out there we need the interleagues out there we need us all to work together so look the quicker we can all get around the table and have a conversation get it back open I don't know the politics of why it's not been open for the last number of years I'm not really interested we oh, we're playing games out there now Castle yeah. Warren Celtic you know yeah, it, 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 yeah. it's a tough old slog getting the pitch right yes. after so it so, needs a lot of work yeah. That, yeah, yeah but like it's but again with the more and more people we have out there and it, but it needs to be open to like in we think about facilities in Ireland like with a derelict stadium it's madness that we, you know what I mean that we have something sitting idle there that's not being used for grassroots all the way up to high performance and mm. look everyone getting together yeah fair play to Castle Warren for doing what they did and yeah, yeah it's, it's at least it's getting it back in, in a conversation about it so yeah. that's we all want everyone wants League of Ireland football back in um, we have the, we have the licence and we've been in discussions and we're going again for licensing next year with both senior men and senior women so um, yeah we're not we're not going to rest still and we have it yeah uh, I, I noticed that like because that's always the big question isn't it Like, yeah. when are we getting the, the, the senior teams going yeah, and absolutely. stuff like that but you can see that the infrastructure is consistently been built upon absolutely but look, look, look in fairness the FBI get a bash in a lot of time but like, in fairness to Will Clark and the, the League of Ireland department and the academy department They've tried to rather than that, like what we used to have, where we had you know the Kilkennys, the Waterfords, the Sligos, the, everyone without having an underage structure. It's you know we can't, and Brexit has definitely helped because we can't get kids across England under eighteen. So we now need to create a full time uh, football environment in Ireland. Um, so it is the likes of it all is getting together, right, and and having those conversations. So for us, uh, I couldn't really, yeah, no, we've been in talking about it, but we weren't really in a position because the academy wasn't strong enough. It wasn't, we didn't have enough coaches, didn't have a. Like players-wise, like we've 290 players uh, trialing uh, for like short of 35 spaces this year. Yeah. Like 
the growth uh, and the want and particularly the female side like we've over 60 people attending trials tomorrow in collection um, to play women's football like the World Cup has been brilliant so like all that has to be built on and look at the FAI have done a really good job putting a very good FAI the academy programme together like the big change this year non-competitive uh, matches of 14 and 15s so just about talent development fantastic idea you know it's 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 very different than what we're used to so we're seeing the, the fruits of that now we're really strong we have loads of people wanting to play the, sh- the other Malloys of this world shouldn't have to go to another club in the region um, to play you know League of Ireland football you know what I mean you look at Jordan Talent signing for Longford this week you mm. know what I mean wouldn't it be great to have him in a, in a, in a CK jersey out in out in uh, Buckley Park like, and giving the local lads a chance and lads that are playing with Waterford yeah, and, and you know but, even, but look either, like, um, I keep a uh, Come a very close eye on the Oscar Trainer games with Kenny and Carlo, and there's loads of really good players in in in, and they want to play at a decent level. But the facilities have to be there, and if they're going to give up time to come away from the families, like you know, the average attendance in in League of Ireland has gone through the roof. Like yeah. Kerry, Kerry average seventeen hundred. Uh, boy, my talks with people around, uh, you know, I, t- I think in Kilkenny here, like they, we have to play senior senior football in Kilkenny. The appetite is massive. Like I think we'd, you know, you get two, three, four thousand, you know, easy out there if we could be successful. So like that's the whole point. And yeah, we all need to work together, like uh, to get it, to get it to happen. So you know, it's going to be a challenge. Like there's money there. We're we're just consistently conversations going on. We've had a number of conversations of some number of people have approached us to, to try and either buy the club or buy parts of it just haven't matched to our ethos yet the right person so it's kind of like dating you have to make sure you get the right one so <laughs> there's uh, no tinder for no, no clubs. tinder for, for clubs no there's no swiping <laughs> left and right on this but like you know it's a, lot, it's a long process but there's huge interest like this week alone we've had a discussion with two people from America mm. right, that want to get involved so but the big thing is the stadium right mm. and we have a stadium under our backsides uh, and for some reason I don't again I keep saying I don't know the politics I don't want to know the politics I'm not, I'm not originally from the area so but it's madness that we can't all get around the round table and make this work. Like you know, has it been a bigger challenge than you anticipated when you came into the role? I look, I'm only talking about League of Ireland because I'm uh, in relation to senior now uh, because I'm ready. We're ready for it. And the women's national league, of course. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Both. But when I say senior, I mean both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, absolutely not. Um, I've been, I'm I'm living and breathing League of Ireland since I'm 17 years of age. I remember the days when myself and Packy and Neil Andrews were sitting in Waterford and the checks were bouncing. Yeah. So um, I've come from a background where League of Ireland is is not that. Uh, you know, it wasn't that good, and we were training. I remember Pat Dolan training us on a, on rugby pitch in Waterford, right? You know what I mean? So, uh, I, I, you know, I mean, as a referee in the League of Ireland, and we, and we trained on car parks, right? You know, oh. so yeah, so like you know, I, I, you know, I, I know referees get a lot of hardship about that, but like the facilities that they were given were, weren't there. I now see a huge appetite from Mark Kahneman, who's the director of football, from Shane Robinson, who's now who was director of football at Rovers, now the director, assistant director over in in the FEI. And also seeing, uh, you know, Will Clark and Pat Duffy, all these guys, there's a huge appetite. And even all the director of the footballs around, the 22 directors of football around the, around the league, we all are seeing a massive difference in facilities. And even, like, we were meeting the sports minister recently, was was really positive. Like, you know, he's, Thomas Bourne wants to, you know, make sure that we have facilities so that we can compete for the Europeans and all that kind of stuff. Um we're all fed up and not being in the European Championship uh, with, for the men and the women have, uh, will will certainly look like they're going to do it um, because we've invested a lot of time and money but like unless we get really good kids um, boys and girls playing all the time um, and playing in the, in, in the, at the high performance standards 
and consistently having them in it, um, we were, we're never going to get back to to uh, playing in Euros or World Cups. Like you look, just look at the the Irish team this year. Like the amount of people that have come through the League of Ireland. Mm. Right, so yeah, the answer, the answer is to answer the question is, is hardly expected. No, absolutely not. The appetite is there. Uh, it's it's tiring. I can't imagine. <laughs> it's yeah. tiring. What makes it hard is uh, obviously I'm a father of three, of a, a wife, and I own my own. I own my own, I own my own business. That's the hardest part is is trying to balance that. And it's the same. I just came from having all the coach meetings from this year, and I was like telling them all the things we're doing. We're and the CPD co- coaching courses we're doing within 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 the club, like so, uh, and there are additional days to the four days a week I expect them to be at training. Um, the, you know, and we expect them to give up a Saturday or a full Saturday or a full Sunday, and then on a Sunday we expect them to watch the game and we expect them to give information back to the kids. So you know, I mean, it's it's uh, the challenge is is trying to reward people for doing that. We've loads of people who want to do it. Like I'm saying, we've 40 coaches. You know, all the coaches around the 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 southeast and the League of Ireland will have numbers like that. But it's not sustainable to ask them to give up that much time without. And then just, yeah, well, just for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't. It's not going. That's not going to happen. So, yeah. Look, it's. I. I haven't. I just. I heard one of the lads said to me. I, I didn't hear the AGM from the uh, from from the FEI. I think the quota was met. I think the funds. So that means we'll get more funding and all that kind of stuff. And the grading of academies is coming down the line. So yeah, no, it's been. I can't. I can't speak highly enough about the FEI department and how how helpful they are for the for us uh, when we're doing. Yeah, we just need to get grounds, facilities, and that's why Castle Moor is fantastic for us. Five acres, you know, putting a gym in there. We hope to have a gym in there. We hope to have the pitch open in the six months and grass. Maybe look at Astro eventually. Um, you know, having meeting rooms, kitchens, study rooms. And how did that come about then? That that actual just searching and having conversations with the council. Um, and I looked after. So my job is I'm a health and safety consultant. So so I do a lot of work with community employment schemes. So I knew that this grant, this land was available because I knew the lads hadn't used it in ages and I knew the council had it so we approached them um, so I know there's a new CEO on Wexford right? So or sorry, Kilkenny is the chairman uh, in the county council another good Adamstown man as well like myself from Wexford so I'm sure I'm going to pinch and try and have a conversation with Lars soon about is there land around here um, if there's no progression on, on looking at a stadium we need to look at, at, at stadium like mm. so if set to have done it with Waterford They've done it with with Wexford building a stadium, so we need the Carlo and Kilkenny councils to step up here. Yeah, right now, you know there's a huge monetary gain for the the environment for the for the the bigger area if we have games here. If we have two thousand people at a game, you know the chippers, everyone. <laughs> oh, I know the chippers are the, <laughs> the pubs, the bars, the restaurants. It's not like Kilkenny needs anymore that kind of stuff, I suppose. But you know, there's more and more people coming in and out. But again, for the kids, just to make it easier to go, um, people are buying into League of Ireland football. You see. The amount of interest now who's the new Irish manager it's it's massive like you know mm. people want to get involved um, you know and then like we've got big businesses in Kilkenny like so we've Red Mills we've Taxback.com we've loads of massive big businesses that, that I'm sure would love to get involved UMPC you know what I mean so um, Glan B or Tierland sorry if I keep them Tierland <laughs> if I'm looking for asking for sponsorship I get their name right um, but yeah like there's a huge amount of uh, businesses around the area that you know as well too that are willing to get involved and you know so I can't see why we can't we just um, for us we've got the academy right now um, we to Watershed will meet the criteria for, for women's and men's when we put a temporary stadium in there or temporary 200 seat stand um, it meets all the criteria is it the best spectator venue probably not 
Right. So you know, I mean, we have one what a couple of miles out the road. Mm. Um, again, I'm I don't know. I, I might be speaking a little bit out of turn here because I haven't spoke to anyone about it. It's just that there's I, a want I, there. Oh yeah, but I know from talking to you personally off off air and all that kind of stuff, and then be following Castle Warren and all that kind of stuff. It's brilliant. Like it's fantastic. I've been out in the pitch. Right. Okay. The pitch is. It's it can okay. be tough. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not built for uh, you. Want to be? You want to be, you're going to be fit out there. Anyway. Yeah, it's not yeah, big yeah. For sure. <laughs> but it, you know, what I mean, with uh, that's with virtually just cutting the grass. Like you mm. know, what I mean, there's not a hell of a lot more done on it. But like, it's brilliant. Like so, like it's. It, we're even getting our own ultras in the stands now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure, like, wouldn't it be great? And and, and wouldn't it be great to see the the cup finals out there? And the, you know, and we have Dermot beside it. So. Yeah, look, the lads in the league. You know what I mean. So we, I wished them well last year when they when they took the, took the job. But we had a lot of work to do. They had a lot of work to do in in in, in sorting out the stuff. So yeah, let's hope so that we can all get together. Because I'm sure I don't know any of the guys on the league uh, committee again because not grown up with any football. Um, I'm sure they'd love to have Buckley Park. I'm sure everyone would have looked to have Buckley Park open. Like um, and you know, I don't know. Ministers are good at promising stuff, but he did it face to face with myself and Peter and said, "Look, the money is there. The problem with us is we don't have facilities to invest in. So it's crazy that we can't do to do something. I don't even you know. What I mean, so I, I'm not sure even the people who own it at the moment or who, who they are or what they are. But um, yeah, hopefully if they're listening, they may look reach out and make contact with me. We'll sit down. Whatever's gone before, it's, who cares? We just gotta get it open. I think. Well, Shane. Go and enjoy your Christmas party. Oh, yes. Thanks, thanks for coming in and uh, giving us a rundown on what's happening with CK United. Super. We'll see and you when it was, hopefully see you soon before no, the fixture starts. No doubt we'll talk very, very soon. Yes, this is Scoreline. Shane O'Keefe with you and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Carlos Senior Football Manager, Mr. Niall Carew, who is set for another intense season when it comes to Carlo Football. Niall, thanks very much for talking to me today, sir. Uh, no bother, Shane. Uh, the fixtures have been released January 27th. You're going up against Tipperary in third list, but before that you have a fixture on January 4th, so it's starting really soon. Yeah, look, it's all systems go now. Um, you know, we're back there training since November on the gym and back on the pitch now so yeah look the 4th of December will come very quick uh, or 4th of January I should say and um, yeah we can't wait we're looking forward to it now so yeah all is good uh, there's been a lot of talk in regards to these kind of pre-season games or pre-season competitions whether they're worth anything we all know what happened with the O'Byrne Cup previously last year where do you stand on the line is it good to get these kind of somewhat competitive fixtures before you're getting into this uh, uh, league setup? look I think it gives I suppose you can't beat competition chain. You can play as many challenge games as you want. And sometimes they get a little bit disjointed, you know, when you want to bring on maybe two 15s or you might play three 25 minutes, etc. And it can get a little bit disjointed where you can't beat the cut and trust the competition. And you'll see when we're playing Kildare, um, you know, that it would be very, very competitive. Um, And I just like the idea of that. Um, I would prefer if they were spaced out, uh, maybe if they had one game before Christmas and then play them once a week rather than having two games in 10 days. That's fine for the bigger counties that have a big influx of players, but counties like ourselves, um, you know, we know what we have and you'd end up probably playing the same lads for two games in three days, which is not ideal, you know. And some lads might have Sigerson going on as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why if they were spaced out, um, you know, it, it would make sense. But anyway, look, it is what it is now. Uh, we're looking forward to the Kildare game. 
Um, and uh, looking forward to new lads coming on and, and see how they get on. Yeah, that's the crux of it. Like, it is what it is because a lot of times people can get caught up in the negatives surrounding GAA and indeed the different debates around GAA go and player charters and all that. And indeed, from a media perspective, we like kind of focusing on that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it, the, the nuts and brasses of the thing is the actual games in itself and the fact that we're having these games so early in the new year and we'll be bringing to you live on KCLR. Of course, you can go and watch them in person as well. That's just brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And we're still promoting the games. That's what it's all about. And, you know, we would have been very happy with our run last year. And, you know, we're eager to get back to try and progress again. So, uh, you know, there's nothing like a competitive game then. And for people to get out and see their county team playing again, you know, it, it's going to be good as well. So, yeah, look, we, we're looking forward to it. Nothing's perfect in life, Shane, as you know. And the GA is not perfect, but no other sport is perfect either. So I think sometimes we're quite good at putting ourselves down when other sports keep talking themselves up. So I think, you know, the only advice I'd give to people is if we can talk up our own sport uh, rather than talking it down because every other sport seems to talk themselves up uh, and we, we tend to put ourselves down quite a bit. Um, looking at the, the O'Byrne Cup in itself it's kind of um, opted out of a round robin competition uh, it was influenced by I said Offaly's walk over to Louth in the, in the semi-final last year so you'll be entering the competition is there uh, a bit of kind of like oh who am I going to be playing or, or that kind of thing yeah look it's a you know we'll try and put out you know we've got 35 on the panel 36 at the moment um, and we, we have three or four injuries and uh, I'm sure we pick up one or two knocks in between that as well. So whatever players are available for us, we will give everyone a good opportunity. We, we're guaranteed two games, so you know we, we'll put out a mixture of a team against Kildare and the same then on the Saturday whether we win or lose. And considering that we're over the football championships, we're in the Carlo Under Twenty Championships now. Have you unearthed some players, or are players made themselves available for the intercounty team that we may not have seen last year? Yeah, look, there's plenty of players available. Um, everyone we asked in has come in and put their shoulders to the wheel in the last eight weeks. And I suppose what I'd like to do, Shane, is to bring lads in for eight weeks to see, can the, you know, does that environment suit them? Um, how to flourish in it, rather than just having trial matches. When you have trial matches, it's very hard on players when they just play two or three games and between wind and rain and, you know, all of the stuff, all, all, all of the the obstacles that are in front of him. Whereas when you give a lad eight or ten weeks, uh, you can really have a good look at him. And he'll know himself whether it's for him, and we'll know uh, whether it's for him either. So, you know, in that sense, I think the eight to ten weeks trial period is very good for players. And uh, looking at the say the fixtures for 2024, I did mention you're starting off in Thurles against Tipperary, but out of the seven games, four of them are going to be in Netwatch Cullen Park. Obviously, not having to make a trip to London might be quite a, a good thing for a lot of the players, Quite might be happy with that. But uh, yourself, having that home advantage for four of those games, you must feel it will be a, a big push for your players. Ah, uh, 100%, Shane. And look, we feel that we're ready now to, you know, to get up the league and to really, you know, make more progression in the league. Now, I would have been disappointed, even though we competed very well last year in the league, but results let us down. And I think winning, you know, the three championship games last year against um, New York, Wicklow, and Longford would have helped us. And you know that we were able to put back to back games, you know, put games back together, which we struggled with in the last two years. And that's down to experience. Like, you know, to, to win back-to-back games in championship is so important, and we've done that this year. 
um, and we're hoping to bring that forward to the league next year. And considering the when when you came into the job it was championship is everything and then you had renewed focus on the league you were saying last year do you have a particular aim and focus now this year? Yeah well it, it certainly is all how you finish you know that yourself Shane mm. um, like the league is forgotten about straight away when it's over but it is the most important competition when you're when you're in it obviously uh, but then when that's gone it's gone and you focus on the next championship which is the Leinster Championship and then the Talchon Cup and so on so I mean, the league is so important to get up the ranks and to be playing better teams to make better progression for your players. So, yeah, look, I mean, I take every competition on its merit and obviously we'll take everything so serious. And where do you rank then, in, in your own estimations, forgetting about the league or whatever, at Carlow football in, in, in the wider landscape of the GEA? Yeah, look, I, I think... Carlo, I mean, I mean, we have made unbelievable progress, I think, because the bunch of players we got in, they weren't ready for inter-county football. You know, there was massive retirement. Um, you know, big uh, characters, you know, big players for Carlo over the years. You know, I'm not going to start naming some because I will forget some lads. But And the old Carlo nothing. they finished well in their 30s. So we had to unearth a new panel, literally. And that was always going to take time. And we were very lucky between the clubs and the county board that they gave us that opportunity to, to hang in there and to make sure that there wasn't a big fall off of players and there isn't, thank God, in the last three years that we have that now lads are after getting league and championship campaigns, we had some great wins and that's why players keep coming back so I think Carlow football seniors in a good place, I would like to see you know, we, we certainly need an injection of revenue for Cardiff football because hmm. everything requires money to prepare your teams. I'm not talking about the senior team. I'm talking about all your underage teams. Like, you know, we should, Senna should be full every night with county teams, every single night. Um, and unfortunately, it's not. Um, and we need to get that. We need to be starting earlier with our teams. I think that's where we're falling behind. And in fairness to the county board, they realise that as well. And they're, no, along with Jim Bulger and Sean Campion and Peter McConnell's there now, they're all trying to drive that on. Um, but like for me, Senna needs to be full every single night of county team. But that requires a hell of a lot of revenue, you know, when you have to feed players and expenses and everything that goes with it. Um, so people don't realise that. And you know, if if we could get a big injection of revenue to drive the whole thing on, um, you know, from grassroots right up, I, I think it would benefit us. But as a senior team, we're in a very, very good place. And, you know, I, I, I think and, you know, I believe we're going to do something special this year or next year. Especially when you're looking at, say, Loud's annual accounts and €123,779 spent on the team manager and selectors. It's great to get to hear you say, putting it back into the infrastructure of Carlo Football. Yeah, well, the Carlo management team didn't get that but um, no and look that's their business whatever they would do it's up to them which yeah look absolutely and we just don't have at the moment and I know uh, our new operations manager Peter McConnell's working so hard along with Jim and Sean and everyone else in the county board Michael etc um, they're trying to get this revenue in to give the players the best opportunities to create that environment for players uh, to get them to the next level and, and that's all we can keep doing is trying and if we can you know, get up the leagues and if we can have long summers like we did last year, 
that's an entice young lad to come on and play with Carlo and, and that's what it's all about uh, considering the, was there ever any doubt basically for yourself Niall to kind of be uh, going through another journey with Carlo this season did you ever have any reservations or anything like that considering the amount of work that has gone into getting a team prepared and ready no absolutely not um, I mean I, I think Shane we can see the progress and you know yourself and you're a good football man and you're a good reader of the game so you know that this team is evolving and it is getting better and better every year um, and I, I think results are there to prove that especially in the summer we just have to bring that now into the winter um, for the National League and uh, I suppose we can see progress and when you see progress Shane you, you, you keep going and you get great energy from that if there's no progress then you know it's time to go and let somebody else take it on well, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me, Niall. We're looking forward to January 4th when we get to see the Inter-County team back in action. And then, of course, all eyes are set on that league fixture with Tipperary then when we get into the real swing of things. Niall, thanks very much for being so generous with your time, sir. No bother, Shane. Thank you. Thank you. Niall Carew, Carlo Senior Football Managers. We're about to embark on another journey with the Barrowside boys. Welcome along to Scoreline after what has been a thrilling conclusion to the Leinster Finals. We're going to keep the hurling talk up now. I'm delighted to be joined by Kilkenny GAA PRO Mary Morgan on the line. Mary, how are you? I'm good, thanks Shane. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Tremendous work throughout the year. It never seems to stop, does it, when you're Kilkenny GAA PRO because from the Walsh Cup, you go to the league, you go to the championship, the All-Ireland, straight into the club scene and sure the clubs are doing well as well. Absolutely, and hopefully they'll still be going on through the All-Ireland series as well. And we start back up with the Welsh Cup on the 7th of January. So no rest for anyone, I think, on the board or on the committee or the players. Or, um, but no, it's all great. Everybody everybody enjoys it. And, and it's been a fantastic first year for all of us who've come on board for the first time. And you wouldn't have it any other way, I'm sure. And all of the journey in 2023 is now chronicled in the Kilkenny GAA yearbook. It's always a great Christmas present for a lot of people. Huge anticipation to have a look through what has happened in the 2023 year. And it's on sale now. That's true. Yes, it's out. it has hit the shelves. Um, it's basically your one-stop shop for everything that's Kilkenny GA related. Um, and I have to say, it, looking through it, I've had a sneak review. It's a fantastic publication. And, uh, you know, I suppose people could put it up there as a collector's item. You know, you have people who, who keep copies year on year and it's, it's a wonderful addition to the collection. Yeah, not only does it chronicle the, the hurling journey of clubs, I can see Mullinavat in there with the footballers, of course the footballers as well, getting to another All-Ireland final, unlucky to lose out to New York, but it kind of really delves into everything from that, Christy Walsh interview and everything, and uh, schools, it's just a, a real one-stop shop for everything. It is, yes. It covers everything. And this year, for the first time in years as well, we, we've been involved in SCORE. So there's a section on SCORE, and we have everything then from the handball to the cool cams coming months ago. Um, it really is a fantastic, um, it gives us a fantastic picture of how our year has gone. And not only does it kind of allow people to look back, it, it must provide some type of financial boost as well for the whole infrastructure within Kilkenny. And we know that this is going to be a big topic now with Phil Hogan presented a, a, a corporate plan for 2024 and 2030. And stuff like this, initiatives like this must certainly be part of it. 
absolutely. I mean, it's another way of, of bringing people on board and bringing them on the journey with us. Um, and can I just say, I suppose, um, on that note, just to thank all the advertisers who, who've um, contributed to the yearbook year on year and we'll be bringing them along this new journey with us as well and this corporate plan. So it's, I suppose it's a win-win for everybody. What kind of journey has it been then to get this book to fruition? Um, well, there's been a lot of work. I have to say the likes of Pat Henderson, who's the chair of our yearbook committee, he has been the driving force behind this. Um, you've Barry Enriquez, who's our editor, and, and the man who puts it all together, Jerry O'Neill. They have put in countless hours, a huge amount of work goes on the background. Um, and then you have all, all the... The writers like John Knox, Trevor Spillane, Andrew McAvoy, Tommy Lanigan, um, I know I'm missing a few there, but I mean, it's fantastic what the, the input they have to the book. Um, and then you have the likes of, of all the clubs who submit their pieces and Willie Dempsey with the photos and a few others. So you know, it's, it's a huge collaborative um, effort from everybody involved. In terms of having interviews with the likes of Christy Walsh, with the likes of Derek Ling and, and, and players and stuff like that, um, having access to these players in and, and the management team is quite crucial considering all the work that is going in to give people an insight into the actual inner workings of what's happening within Kilkenny GEA. Absolutely, it's fantastic and it's great that uh, the players um, and the managers make themselves available because everybody wants to know not just what happens on the field but a little bit about them and give them an insight into how they think and how they prepare and um, and these are the people that the, the kids in the county and the future county players look up to so it's, it's, I think it's fantastic. In terms of uh, the book itself, then kind of chronicling the 2023 year, obviously the likes of the the, the All Ireland journeys and stuff, they, they they don't make it to press uh, soon enough, basically, you know. So th- does that get put forth then into the 2024 year? Is it basically from the start of January to the end of January? Because we know that 2023 titles can be won in the following year. That's true. Yes, um, we do. I know things do carry in on. Um the All-Ireland Club Series, let's say, will, will doesn't um, finish in the one year, so it does carry over into the next year, and we do have um, we do have a nice article on the, the journey the Sham- that Shamrocks have um, taken over the last year, in fact, over the last probably six years or so. Um, so, yes, we would there would be coverage the following year. It's just a shame that it's not that the competition doesn't all finish in the same year. Certainly, yeah. I'm, I'm just currently in possession of the books myself. I can see a great article on that victory over uh, Dunloy and that wouldn't have made it, say, in the 2022 calendar year. It's been a much uh, uh, changed year, as you mentioned, the, the, the committee on board, obviously new management structures as well. So it, it, it's a new endeavour for a lot of people to participate in. It is. It's a new endeavour. It's been a learning experience, but I think everyone has, everything is knitted very well together and everybody has gelled and, and you can see the results. I mean, why we didn't bring home Lee McCarthy, we got to an All-Ireland final, we won the Leinster Cup um, um, and just even in our club scene, it's been a, a fantastic year and an exciting year and um, with some amazing games throughout the year. Uh, 
And can I also say, uh, I suppose I'll take this opportunity just to thank KCLR for the huge amount of coverage you've given us this year. It's been it's been fantastic, and I know everybody is very much appreciative of it. Oh, thank you ever so much. Well, you know, it's it's not work when you enjoy doing what you're doing. Um, in terms of uh, talking about kind of the new changes as well, there's a great bit of history involved. I can see the 2014 All Ireland final. We're looking at 2012. It's a real nod to the history that has been created by the men in the black and amber, particularly Brian Cody also. Yes, uh, over the past couple of years, they've, they've kind of carried our archival stories, looking at our, our wins down through the years. And it's, this is the final part of the trilogy, looking at the more recent games. And I suppose in the Cody era, so we're covering finals from 2002 until I think 2014. So um, a lot of those memories will still be fresh in people's minds. So it's, it's a promise to be a great read. Yeah, I love looking at archival or listening back to archival stuff that KCLR has since they've in fruition. I could spend days doing it, looking back on everything, taking little clips to kind of enhance the coverage of our shows. It's always something that uh, brings a smile to my face and uh, something that was before my time. I can see that there was a, a, a special nod to the 40th anniversary of uh, Kilkenny winning back-to-back All-Irelands in 1982 and 1983. I see Brian Cody's big smiley face in there, so it's great to see the honour of the legends that came before us. Absolutely and even on, along the same vein you know there's a lovely piece about the the Fenians team, the great team that won the, the county final in 72, 73 and 74 you know, they were honoured at the county final this year and so it's lovely to see that in the yearbook as well. It certainly is. All uh, other big news as well. Kilkenny GA have unveiled their 2024 jersey. Um, not very surprising that we went with the old black and amber once again, but <laughs> <laughs> that's available as well for Christmas. It is available in all the leisure wear. It looks great, I have to say. Um, it's available on all the local sports shops and on O'Neill's website as well. So along with the leisure wear as well. And thank you to... Uh, Ava Moore and to Tier Lawn for their for their for continuing on this journey with us. It's fantastic to have them on board. Yeah, well, it looks great when you have fine specimens like Adrian Munnan and Paddy Deegan <laughs> showcasing them. <laughs> might look a bit different than me, so I mightn't go for the player fit, just the normal one. <laughs> oh no, it looks it looks fantastic. It's great, and hopefully uh, another great uh, Christmas idea for for the Kilkenny fan out there. And it's brilliant to, to see all the things that are being done in the background. Can you give us, Mary, before I go, a little insight into what's involved in the in the PRO role? Because, you know, there's so many games going on. Even myself, from a radio perspective, trying to keep people up to date on what's happening in the senior, intermediate, junior, under 21, everything that is going on within the county. Like, what what kind of work schedule is that like for yourself? Um... Well, it varies from day to day. Um, I suppose it's there's so many moving parts. Um, you, you know, this year has really been a learning experience, and hopefully, going into next year now, I'll have a better idea at the different stages of the year as to what's coming up. Um, starting out with the intercounty team, and then once they're up and running, then you'll have the under twenties and the minors. Um, while at the same time, you will have all the, the club league league games will be starting up as well so there's a bit of crossover there um, so it's it's hard to put a finger on any specific item there's just there's something different to be done every day every week um, and like I said in any way I can try and enhance the experience for supporters and get the information out there to them you know I'm happy to 
to do what, what's necessary to do that, to get it out there. Well, speaking of getting the information out there, the Kilkenny GAA yearbook is out there, available for purchase as you can look back on some of the most fantastic moments within the 2023 calendar year. Uh, Mary, where can people purchase this? Um, if you go to the Kilkenny GAA website, we actually have a list up in the news item of all the locations around the county where it's available for sale. So um, it's it's all there in alphabetical order, so hopefully it'll make it easy for people to find a, a shop or, or a location close to where they live. And I'm going to try and make it easier for people once again because Kilkenny GEA have kindly offered two yearbooks up for grabs for some lucky listeners. All you have to do is text the some messages of support for the Kilkenny Hurland team or indeed any of your club teams. Say Go on the Cats, go on the Shamrocks, on the Locks, anything like that to 083-306-9696. The dinner's ready, .ie contact line. I need your name. I need your address to be able to send it to you as well, but I need a message of support for either Kilkenny Intercounty team or any of your club teams. And, you know, we'll extend this to Carlo as well and we'll share the wealth. Mary, thanks ever so much uh, for taking the time to speak with us on Scoreline today. Thanks so much, Shane. And look, happy Christmas to you all and here's to a great 2024. Liam is going to come home. Thanks very much. That's Mary Morgan, Kilkenny GAPRO. Don't forget, that yearbook is on sale in some outlets. You can find that information on the Kilkenny GEA website and we have two to give away today. Text your messages of support for either the county or your club team. So 083-306-9696 with your name and address. Lots more still to come here on Scoreline. Eddie Scally is up next and we're talking about GEA to Kenny and about two, three years ago, maybe two years ago, a skate park finally emerged in Kilkenny and that took a long time. It took like 30, maybe even 40 years for mm. that to happen. And I started using it. There was a lot of young people, new young people that started to come and use it and I was inspired as a filmmaker, as someone that enjoys documenting things, phot- photography and as a local to just tell that story and tell that journey of how that happened how the skate park actually came about so I started interviewing um, people from you know way back who've been skating for the last 10, 20, 30 years um, just to try to tell that story and um, to see where it can go um, it kind of it became a lot bigger than as it always does Yeah, <laughs> it, I kind of discovered um, a lot of topics very important topics um that you know we want i wanted to i wanted to touch on as opposed to just touching on you know how the skate park came about so certain things like arts counterculture um as you mentioned um music uh diversity and like the parallels between all those things and skateboarding and how you can get into the, these you know other um artistic things through through skateboarding um and how those things help young people with their mental health and um you know how skateboarding inspires resilience and creativity and breaks down barriers amongst um just our society um and skateboarding is acting as that in 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 Kilkenny and it's amazing to see is this a conclusion then obviously that you came up with after you documented it because obviously uh, uh, people can go into documentaries with uh, a narrative that they want to tell and then the journey might take them in a completely separate direction so did you go in with the the thought process of I'm going to document the skating culture within Kilkenny and then found all these stories that branched out from it yeah I think that's how it happened Um, I started 
with an idea in my head and then it just developed and I just le- leaned into that idea um leaned into you know the direction that it was naturally taking me in and started to broaden the narrative a little bit um I've been working on it for the last two or three years so mm. it has been you know it's 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 taken a while to get to this point um and then uh eventually you know I uh, met a gentleman called Sean um Sean Collins I met him and uh he does the skate school is no, Oshin no. Oshin Oshin. was the skate school, Southeast Skate School. Um, but I was, you know, doing my own uh, endeavors in filmmaking and stuff, and I got introduced to a man, Sean Collins, and he kind of took me under his wing, and we started working on some humanitarian documentaries. And through all of that, um, I showed him my skateboarding documentary and how that was going. And he had a look at that, and he seen this actually has a lot of potential. But he helped me to kind of broaden that narrative even more, and just to see you know the, the how we can get get it out there to a wider audience and um that's make, and make it more yeah. kind of palatable to for people that isn't yeah. into skate and that was something I I involved in documentary filmmaking myself did a wrestling documentary that was fairly wrestling centric and it's kind of hard to be able to find an audience for say people that aren't really wrestling related but I can see you you went you've interviewed uh mental health advocates you've interviewed uh, various different politicians and then of course the people that were involved in the culture at times so it's a it's a very wide branching um kind of documentary and that's just purely from the trailer getting to see the trailer yeah absolutely so like some of the other people that we we've interviewed is like olga barry um you know for the arts the kilkenny arts festival um nikki brennan um so we're getting the gaa in there which is really important as well um uh, mary butler um, from the arts office as well uh, Colette Byrne and loads of others including Andrew McGuinness um, who's kind of helped me and pointed me in the right direction as well and Angela Hayes from Talk Tom in which this event is in benefit of which is another really important thing because you know I just wanted to be able to do this not for my own gain but you know for to get the awareness out there that mental health is a really big thing, suicide prevention, and it just made sense being that we interviewed uh, Rory, who's a a mental health uh, counsellor in Choctaw, I decided it would be a good idea to give the proceeds um, to to Choctaw, who are a local charity here in Kilkenny, and they're doing really amazing work. And to talk about the proceeds, the proceeds are coming from somewhere, and the proceeds are coming from the premiere that you're having on Thursday in the the Watergate Theatre. And what time is that happening at, and who can we expect to be coming along? I'm sure the people that you may have involved within the the process will be there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it'll, it'll be in the Watergate Theatre, as you said, um, 7.30. There is a drinks reception, wine reception at 7, which is like a little bit of a pricier ticket, but seeing as proceeds are going to Chalk Tom, then um, there's no harm. So 7, 7.30, around that kind of a time. And I'm hoping that everybody who's involved, um, 20, 30 people that we interviewed will be there. Most of the skateboarders from Kilkenny that'll be there young people, old people, you know, from like a 12-year-old girl to, uh, you know, 50-year-old man skateboarding, um, which shows the kind of diversity of it. So they'll all be there. And just general um, local people, maybe people from the music scene, from different bands or whatever. Um, and anybody who's really interested um, 
in any of that kind of counterculture, music, even GAA. It's a really wide documentary and it's applicable and there's something in it for everybody, really. Um, and if you're from Kilkenny, then you're definitely going to be interested in it because of just the history of it, you know, footage from 20, 30 years ago. It's just, it's interesting to see. Um, so definitely um, should come here. Would, with someone who is involved in the skate scene now, um, we mentioned Ushin from the, the skate school that's emanated from having the skate park. Were you aware of the struggle to get that skate park before you embarked on this documentary? Did you know, say, what came before you about like the, the scene that was there before that seemed to have died down and then once the venue was there again it just seemed to burst back up yeah um, I mean I've been skateboarding since I was 10 years old and I've been skateboarding in the Kilkenny City since I was maybe 12 or 13 Renaccini Steps and yeah <laughs> yeah Renaccini Steps so I skated that a lot and I still do to be honest even though it's a bit more difficult because you have the the caps on the top and the bottom um, but yeah, I've been I've been here for a while, and I was part of the campaign and part of the um, fundraising um, of trying to get a skate park. The different, you know, areas whether it was buying an indoor skate park from Donegal or trying to get a skate park in the Clash, or all these kind of different efforts to getting a skate park. But I didn't actually realize how far back it went. So it went back even further to, you know, the late '90s. People were petitioning and speaking with the council and going to meetings about getting a skate park and I was like how how could it take that long to get a skate park and um, I'm not going to give too much away because that's that's the, that's the narrative of the story. Yeah. <laughs> there was one in Ballyhale for a while wasn't there? There was yeah. yeah. So, I remember Dirty Sanchez the MTV guys going out there and that being a big thing in school at the time. Yeah, there was. Um, that's something we talk about in the documentary as well. Um, there was Kiltorkin or uh, the... the uh, racetrack now, is it? Is the ra- racetrack, yeah. Um, so that was there maybe two or three years. Um, and so, yeah, we have a couple of different people talking about that and giving a really good insight to that and some old footage from the guys skating there and BMXing there. Um, so, yeah, that was interesting because that was supposedly Ireland's first outdoor skate park. Wow. Um, which there's a post about that. It's not like fully verified, but like that's pr- it's pretty interesting to yeah. see that Ireland's first skate park was in Kil- in Kilkenny, but it still took until 2023 to actually get a set in stone concrete, or 2020 2021 to get con- skate park in concrete in the city. Um, it's just it's mind boggling, really. And um, from a filmmaking perspective, then what's next for you, Isaac? Do you know? Um, well. You know, I have. I'd like to continue the the whole skateboarding thing. So maybe going into a, a part two uh, or a part three. But I'd like to kind of link it up to the kind of humanitarian sector and what people are doing in with skateboarding from a humanitarian perspective around the world. Um, so we're kind of looking into that. Um, I'm collaborating with Sean um, Collins with that who. I've worked with some, with some big humanitarian, international humanitarian topics in Africa. Um, and so as he worked with me in the skateboarding thing, we're kind of collaborating now with him and the humanitarian side of things and me with the skateboarding and bring those two things together because there's some um, really good humanitarian campaigns in regards to um, in, uh, skateboarding um, that haven't really been fully documented and the, the things that skateboarding bring to young people and bring to their lives um, the values that they 
that they can develop the character development, the the mental health um, is is huge. And um, I b- I believe in skateboarding, so um, that's why I'd like to go in that direction and explore that. Well, I, you can certainly get your passion from it from the way you speak about it, your passion for filmmaking and indeed uh, skateboarding. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting to catch it. I informed you, unfortunately, I am in Waterford where it is a massive hub for skateboarding in itself uh, on, on the day. But other people, if you don't have anything to do, Thursday in the Watergate Theatre, drinks reception from seven. The film is premiering at half seven. Do you know what you want to do with it afterwards? Because there is the festival circuit or there is, you know, if you, if you had a streaming platform, anything like that. Do you know what you're doing with it afterwards? Um, yeah, festivals are definitely an idea. There's the Galway Film Festival. Um, it'd be nice also to see if we could potentially bring it to broadcast um, just to get that message out there um, to a much wider audience. Um, but to be honest, I'm focusing on trying to you know, <laughs> do this event first and then after that. Um, see what see what we can do with it. Who knows what happens, Isaac? Pleasure to meet you, uh, you today, Isaac Burke. His film "Breaking Down Barriers" Part One is coming to the Watergate at half seven. The premiere is on, and then at seven o'clock. Very impressive individual that has embarked on a huge journey, chronicling the whole Kilkenny skate journey and beyond. We'll be announcing the winners of the Kilkenny GA Yearbook coming up after the break. Mm-hmm.